It's a story worth telling, isn't it? Telling that story over and over again. Tell it in a way that you get to take it in all over again for yourself, but also telling it over and over again in a way that gets to go to the next person and the next person until the whole world is filled with the fame of, of King Jesus. Uh, I've been talking uh, this Christmas season at Lake Point Church that a good telling of the Christmas story involves telling what it means about the father of Christmas. For to us a son is born, to us a son is given. If the son is the gift, then the gift giver is a father. And you learn something about every giver through what they give. And God so loved the world that he gave his son. That's what he wanted us to know. And that's why he sent his son to save the world. And yet at the very end of the Christmas story, so to speak, at the final days of Jesus' life, after being the gift that God had given, he turns the story around in a direction that is kind of odd for us. He says, as the Father has sent me, as this gift of this Christmas to the whole world, as the Father has sent me as that gift, I am sending you. Father sent Son, Son sends you to tell the story all over again. More than a story that just hits the final chapters with the, with the words, the end, the way the story of Jesus really lays out is a story that flies off the pages and into the history of all humanity, and into the story of our everyday lives and everyday relationships. It's a story that's handed to you, it's a story that's preserved by you, and it's a story that gets told by you to the next person who needs it. That God so loved the world that he sent his son, and that son in his love for the world turns around and sends you. What's really the point of the story, though? Like, does, does the world really need to know about stars and Bethlehem and barn animals and things like that? Like, what, what is really the point behind the, the Christmas story? And I, I love looking at Christmas cards, and I tried picking out a family Christmas card this year, and inevitably you run into the classic messages that are trying to capture the point of what Christmas is all about. Phrases you run into are things like, joy to the world. I think joy to the world is a great idea. Can we all use a little more joy? A little, little less sadness, a little less complaining, a little, little more smiles in the middle of whatever hurts about life. I think joy to the world is a great message of Christmas or peace on earth. Maybe we got to start with the peace on earth part, and that would create more joy, but I love peace on earth. Merry and bright. I don't know what that means. But I like it. It sounds like Christmas. It, it makes me happy or hope. You know, sometimes just getting it down to one word and then backing up from it, that it's just loaded with so much meaning. And every single one of these messages right here, they're, they're spot on. Those are the points of the gifts that were received when the Father of Christmas gave the Son to us. 
We, we wouldn't have things like, like joy and hope and, and, and peace to the abundance that we have them without Jesus. But the Christmas message is not yet complete until we see our part and our point in the story. Because as the Father sent me, I am now sending you. The point of the story has something to do with you. And, and therefore, uh, the, the Christmas cards really ought to read this way. Joy to the world, because my family is here. Now, these, these, uh, this, this picture here is used completely without permission. I'm just surfing Facebook at this point. And if you don't know this family, this is the Ronics. Uh, Pastor Cammy uh, works with our kids and our discipleship here at Lake Point Church. And if you knew her and you knew her family, I think you would say there is more joy in your life because their family is, is here in this world. But you can put your family picture in there. And even if it's a stretch for you, I, would, would people say there's more joy in their world because you are in it? I'd like to think so. Or peace on earth be, be, because, because you know these guys right here. Even with the wild red, redhead in, in, in the foreground, right? Like, if any family has a right to say, I'm struggling with peace on earth, this, this kid's as wild as, as, as he looks, uh, just, just running around, all this energy, and if you feel like your family is too wild to be peace on earth to someone else, and still, if you knew the Hale family, you'd say, I, I have more peace on earth, because they're here. And maybe someone else would say the same because of your family and the picture they that you mean to them right now. Merry and bright because of the Cook family. If you, if you knew Ad Cook, like I guarantee your life is feeling more merry and bright. And his daughter, Jordan, my goodness, the, the, this young lady, she's got autism. And at the same time, with her limited vocabulary, one of her words is hallelujah. So all it takes is a little bit of worship music. One hand goes up, hallelujah. And it just everything feels more merry and bright because their family is here. And maybe it's the same way with, with your family. Or, or how about this? To, to us, the Savior is born. Now, I don't know if you can see it here, but there's actually like a lot of little mini-me's in, 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 in the screen. And like, I don't know, you can, you can take the Christmas message too far. Maybe this isn't what Jesus is going for, so you can definitely take uh, the picture down at this point. But you, you get the picture I'm trying to give you through these pictures that just as God placed his son into the world, he placed you in the world and, and me in the world. And, and your family unit in this world, no matter what your family looks like, place it all inside this world. And just as God fathered his son to be a gift to the world, God fathers your family in a way to be a gift to the world as well. Insert your family picture in any of the points of Christmases above. You and your family bring joy to the world. You and your family help people find peace on earth. And although no one in your family is the Savior, as much as they may try to act and think like they're one, we and our families take in the Savior and point other people towards that Savior. And therefore, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. You and your life, you and your family, Make the point of Christmas, the Christmas story that gets told to the next person and the next person after that. 
I want, I want to try to make this a little simpler, and uh, this is the text that really helps it uh, for a simple guy like me. In John chapter 1, it says that in him, Jesus, was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Now, I know it sounds kind of poetic, but for me, this is actually simpler. Uh, number one, uh, because it repeats the key word. So like whatever the main point is, Jesus made sure he repeated it several times, so guys like me were going to get it. And I also like that there's some visual imagery attached to the idea of light. Right? Like light shines on stuff. Things get brighter. Things get clearer. Cold things get warmer. And, and what, what I especially like about the picture of light is none of us go get light. None of us do light. Light just does what it's going to do, and we simply let it shine on us. You just let it do what it's going to do. And, and, and that's the picture that God had of his son as he gifted it to us at, at Christmas. Like, this thing called love just shines on you from Jesus. This thing called joy just shines on you from Jesus. Hope, peace. Like, you don't go get it. You just let it do its thing. You get around the words and the ways and the presence of Jesus in your life, and his light shines in Maybe that's what's meant by merry and bright. And if so, now, now I get it. But now look at this too, because the scriptures are going to keep doing this, taking what you get from God and turning you back out towards someone else. It says in Matthew 4, you are the light of the world. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So Jesus is the light of the world, and you are the light of the world. Jesus lets his light shine into you, and then you let the light of Jesus shine out of you to someone else. This, this just makes it simpler for a guy like me, and this is what really is meant when Jesus is saying that as the Father sent me, I am sending you. Whatever it is that I sent into your life, whatever was shining in just keep shining it back out to the next person. Don't overthink it. Just take it in and pass it on. And I appreciate that depending on where you're at and what your background is, you, you, you might be asking the question, did, did I actually get anything from Jesus? Did something from Jesus actually shine into my life? Like maybe faith isn't your thing and Maybe church isn't your thing, and if you got a thing, maybe it's a self-taught, self-learned, self-made kind of thing, and you're not even sure what is the Jesus thing that's trying to shine on you. So like, I'll, I'll, I'll explain it really simple, because it's not complicated at all. God loved the world, so he sent his son to save the world. That, that, that's it. God loved the world, so he sent his son to save the world. That's the whole message. That's the whole thing that he is trying to shine into your life. We all needed saving from something. Like something about you is broken. Either because someone else broke you or because you broke yourself or it's just broken enough in the beginning that you're making broken stuff happen all over the place. An honest telling and an introspection of any of our lives is something is broken, something is dark. And we sure could use some saving. And so God sent his son to shine that saving light into your life. And as he did so, it was out of his love. You, 
You got the saving, but you also got the love of a father through the gift of the Savior that he gave. And this is nothing for you to work harder at or be better to go get. It just becomes a faith thing, a trust thing, a belief thing. A, I'm going to stand here and let him shine into my life kind of thing and let the gift be the gift and let, let the father, the giver of the gift, be his love in my life. And this is the way in which God the Father in heaven fathers his joy into you by giving you the gift of his son. This is the way a father fathers hope into you by giving you the gift of his son shining into you. This is the way the father becomes peace on earth in you by, by giving you the gift of his son that's shining into you. He keeps fathering these things into you through the Son. But then as the Father has sent him, he turns around and sends you. And that's the telling of the Christmas story. Like, like if you've got this tidy little nativity set on your counter right now with all these figures and characters, they, that you can't have enough room on your counter to fit all the characters of the Christmas story. All right, like in, in, in a picture like this, you, you've got Mary inside the Christmas story. And you cannot tell a good telling of Christmas without Mary. This woman, this, this girl really, with, with all faith and all humility and all receptivity and with a song and a heart, takes in the most impossible promise ever made. And it's, it's a beautiful part of the Christmas story. And then you've got the angels making that declaration that there is good news to the whole world for tonight a Savior is born in Bethlehem. You can't tell the story without angels. You can't tell the story without shepherds, just everyday people receiving it. You can't tell the story without wise men that who received it with so much generosity. You can't tell the story without all those characters. And you cannot tell the story of Christmas without putting you in the story as well. A picture of you. A picture of your family. A picture of what God is shining into your life. All these little building blocks called you and me and, and your family unit is what builds peace on earth and goodwill towards men and joy to the world, a world that's more merry and bright, simply, simply because you took the light that shined in of the gift called Jesus on Christmas and whatever it is he shined in your life through his life, death, and resurrection. As you shine that Christmas story back out, your life tells the point of Christmas. I, I had someone uh, this, this summer uh, visit my office a couple months before our, our, our summer baptisms. And uh, this, uh, this, this person was thinking about getting baptized, but struggling with the idea of forgiveness. And uh, this, this person's... 60s or so, maybe maybe 70. I don't. I don't even know how to how to guess. But uh, reflecting on a decade of choices uh, and lifestyles lived, that this person knew in, in in their head that God forgives everybody. But 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 in their heart, you know, reflected on the story, it's like, but but does God forgive me? And, and you know, I prayed with this person as, as best as I could, and then just. Kind of, Kind of, kind of send them out for the summer with just, just, just open yourself up to the forgiveness of Jesus. Just let Jesus try to speak that forgiveness back to your heart. And 
couple months later, this person came back and took the microphone that day and uh, just made the most beautiful story of forgiveness that you'd ever want to hear. Six, seven decades of life of not feeling forgiven. And then that day, after the light of Jesus shined forgiveness into that person's life, to shine that story back out to everyone else and then choose their baptism. It's a beautiful picture of how light shines in and then light shines out. Uh, our, Our church talked a lot this fall about forming the practice of Scripture in our everyday lives. And we, we called it a daily 20. Uh, the idea is as simple as, you know, opening yourself up to Jesus 20 minutes a day by opening the, the Scriptures with him. And uh, that day I put the challenge out in front of everyone, let's try this. Like, like, like super meaningful moment for me was watching a, a 70-year-old man grab, grab a Bible and say, it's about time for me to read this thing. It was light shining in. And uh, then I watched a teenage boy set a reminder on his phone to go off every single night at a certain time, a reminder to have his daily 20 with Jesus before he went to bed. It was a picture of light shining in. And uh, I also watched uh, this falls a teen girl let her first Bible discussion with her peers and used just the most thoughtful words coming out of the scriptures that I've, that I've heard all year. Better than any one of my sermons, by the way. And just shining so much of Jesus, this young girl that got these words from God in her life and shared it with her friends. I like, my best moment with the Bible in 2023 was under the leadership of a ninth grade girl who let the light of Jesus shine in And then that light from Jesus was shining out. Uh, There's another 70-year-old who pulled me aside one day. And I don't know what it is with 70-year-old people here at at Lake Point Church. Like, if you're in your 70s at Lake Point, like, watch watch out. Something's going to happen. I think that's just how how God's working. But pulled me aside and said, like, I I got these childhood stories of, of... of trauma and hurt that I can't quite shake, but like the way we're talking about prayer here, like I just want to use this thing called prayer to, to open up some kind of healing to receive it from Jesus. Light shines in. And light shines out. I've seen piles of busy single moms uh, make time for a missional community. Uh, throughout this year. Busiest people on earth. A single mom has figured out how to get more done in a day than most of us can do in in a week. And still, these women are making time to to go to someone's house and open up the Bible and open up life and open up food. And then with the solidarity, I see that Jesus adding to their lives just such a beautiful picture of light shining in and light shining out. Elementary age kids that I, that I know have real diagnosed issues with anxiety, but finding some of their best friends to be their church friends. It's a picture of light shining in. Foster kids who finding an open... If you're new here, I do this all the time. Like it's... <laughs> I try not to, but I do. But like... Like, can you imagine like, like a foster kid finding a faith-filled home that's uh, will, willing to take you in? And that, that home is willing to do the dance with 
with the state, with the county, with the biological parents, with, with whoever it has to be for however long it's going to be. And the light of Jesus shines into that kid's life for that moment of time. And you look at their faces and you can tell, you, it made a difference for whatever window of time that they were given to that family. Seventh grade kids learning how to pray. Eleventh grade kids learn how to process out loud what, what about their family sucks and they wish could, they could change. Big serving events that come around. We do this meal packing thing and you got 600 people that show up for it and it's not filled just with church kids. It's filled with like kids from the youth softball team and, 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 and the girls lacrosse team and the golf basketball, basketball and football team from the high school. Like all these kids just wanting to make a difference in the world and trusting a church in the name of Jesus to show them how to make the difference. Light shines in and light shines out. How many, how many times I just overhear someone on a Sunday morning saying, it's like, it's like God talked to me today. Like out of all the days for me to be here, I'm glad I'm here on this day. Or that's just what I needed to hear. Or if my son could have heard the Bible taught like this decades ago, maybe they wouldn't have left the church. Light shines in, light shines out. People getting married, people grieving the loss of a loved one. People surrounded by support before divorce happens. People surrounded by more support when divorce happens. Light shines in and light shines out. Shoot, I, this year I saw 25 white people from Muskego go help plant a black and multicultural church in Milwaukee. Like, if that's not a picture of light shining in and light shining out with a complicated thing like, like, like race and the gospels meeting it in a segregated city like Milwaukee, but now you got white folk from Muskego driving out to it, like, like it's no big deal. It's a picture of light shining in. It's a picture of light shining out. And now a new church has been planting where the light keeps going in, out, in, out, in, out, all over again. All these pieces, all these shining little pieces, like this, these, these are witnesses to the glory of King Jesus. The message of Christmas that God sent his son in the world because there was some kind of light that needed to shine into somebody's heart because everyone's got some kind of dark place. And after it gets in there, that person is the one who shines the light of Jesus back to the next person that God so loved the world that he's got a Savior shining at you right now. That light of the world was shining to Mary. It was shining to Joseph and to shepherds and to wise men. And that same light of the world is still shining in Muskego, in Hills Corners, New Berlin, Milwaukee. It's shining to single parents. It's shining to determined marriages. It's shining to blended families, to 70-year-olds, to 10-year-olds, to those stuck in anxiety and those who want to change the world. Because as the Father has sent me, I am now sending you. I am the light of the world. Now you are the light of the world. Light shines in. And light shines out. The telling of the Christmas story, the telling of the point of the Christmas story, it, it, it looks like this right here. With your face in it, with your family's picture in it, 
right alongside of Mary, right alongside of Joe, the shepherds, the angels, and everyone else. Because the Father so loved the world, he gave the Son. And the Son turned around and gave the rest of the world you.